if I've got, I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes and I want a quick release, you know the kind, I know the exact toy that'll do the trick. Or I know the exact friction and rhythm to deliver with my hands in order to do it too. But if I want to slow things way down for a totally different experience, when I'm not in a rush, when I can spend some true quality time with myself, there's some very specific accessories that I like to grab. Sometimes I blindfold myself or I dim the lights really low. Sometimes I use a feather up and down my arms while vibey music plays in the background. Sometimes I get as much of my body involved as I possibly can. I run my hands through my hair, down my face, and I let my fingers dance all over the surface of my skin. I put pressure on my inner thighs. I take my sweet time seducing myself before ever touching my genitals. And when I'm properly warmed up and efficiently lubed up, one of my favorite new bedroom accessories to reach for is the Oh My C from Ioba. I'm not sure what mechanism is in this thing, but the toy has a little nub that rotates at different speeds, so it mimics the sensation of being orally stimulated. It's nice, it's light, and it's quiet. Sometimes the sounds of my toys can actually take me out of my experience, so a softer, quieter toy is incredibly appreciated. I make sure to take deep breaths as I let the pleasure and sensation build, breathing it throughout my body, and when the time is just right, I pick up the speed of the rotation and I ride a full body wave of ecstasy. This is one of many acts of devotion I choose to regularly deliver to myself. And it's not about what my partner can or cannot give to me. It's about taking time to be with myself in my pleasure, doing anything and everything that feels good for me. If you're looking for a quiet, high-quality, beginner-friendly, super-cute vibe that doesn't actually vibe too hard, my personal recommendation is the Oh My See from Ioba. See the show notes for details and a discount. I'm Alexa, also known as That Sex Chick. And if you haven't guessed it by now, I love talking about sex. Not only talking about it, but I'm obsessed with helping you create an epic sex life while cultivating deeply fulfilling relationships. There's so much more to the conversation than just the act of sex itself, which is why I created this podcast. You can expect this show to be packed with resources, advice, experts, and everyday people talking about how they have created the best sex and love lives for them. If you are ready to take responsibility for your pleasure, then you are in the right place. Now, let's go talk sex, shall we? This is a Soulfire production. People often want more from their sex life, but oftentimes they don't know what the more is and they certainly don't know how to get it. Today, I'm talking about my favorite tool that I use as a sex coach and one that has consistently been a game changer for my own relationships and for my clients too. If you haven't guessed it yet, it's the want, will, won't list, a roadmap to your sexual desires. So to start this episode off, I'm going to give you a little story. Story goes like this. Jordan and I first got together a few years ago. And when we first started connecting, I'll just let you imagine what the feels were like for him. You know, he was this mostly understood serial monogamous, pretty vanilla California guy 
And there I was in the deep, sultry south of Louisiana, New Orleans, tatted up, sex chick, talking and speaking about sex. And I feel a little like maybe it was a moth to flame situation where I was just so different to what he'd been experiencing in dating and sex and everything. And there was just something about me, which we've spoken about on shows before, that really drew him in. And I'm sure you can imagine the feels that he was experiencing approaching this person who is a sex educator, who is a sex coach, who talks about the mechanics and the ins and outs of sex for a living. And I talk about sex all day, every day. You know, I'm sure you can imagine what he was feeling when it was time for him to approach me, especially in a sexual capacity. And (laughs) I look back on that time or I think back on that time and I get a giggle because things are definitely different now to when we first got started. I was I was challenged in ways where basically I had to walk my talk because a lot of what my clients were going through. I was now in a relationship with someone that I needed to utilize my tools, but I also needed to utilize my tools from what I'd say is a feminine receptive space where I didn't want it to sound like I was just instructing everything and I wasn't fulfilled or anything like that. I wanted to create an environment where he could come to me and we could meet in a space where we could grow and expand together because he was and is, and I believe always will be worth it. He provides so much of what I desire for my life. He is my life partner. We are creating our magical reality together. And to be in relationship with me, I was like, fuck yeah, I want to do this. You are, first off, you have like 12 and a half abs and you look like a God. So I'm going to say yes. And also There's so much more beyond that. That man is so kind and so loving and so considerate. And if he could hear me right now, words of affirmation are are, that that's his love, his main love language. So I just, I love him and I adore him so much. And when we were first getting into a relationship, I was saying, look, I love how much we're into this personal development stuff. I'm into it. You're into it. We go to retreats, yada, yada, yada. Uh, But I said, I treat my sex life very similarly to my personal development. It is my sexual personal development. It is, they are one, they, they intertwine. And this is very important to me. And so to be in a relationship with me means that you prioritize that as well. And I think at first it was very like, oh yeah, sure, absolutely. I'm interested in expanding and doing new different sex things. And as time has gone by, I think he's realized just how deep that that request really was and, and the gravity of what that really truly means. Cause we have had so much come up for us that we've needed to process and figure out and work around. And, you know, I, I don't know if you can tell based off of some of the shows, but I air a little on the kinky side. And when we first got together, he didn't know anything about that. He only understood BDSM and that whole world as that's wrong. And those people have like issues and whatever. And so there I am feeling super vulnerable, knowing that deep down, I am such a submissive kitten and I have like interests that he may never be able to wrap his head around, but we're on this journey together. So he's going to try anyway. 
we wound up going through some, some sticky points in our relationship pretty early on, specifically about sex, because I was feeling like I was holding stuff back. I felt like there were parts of me that maybe he would never really truly understand. And it was hard to have a full conversation where I laid it all out because I felt like I was needing to be a sex educator and I was needing to defend myself and I was needing to like be all of these roles. And it was just, it was tough. And all the while I was utilizing a particular tool with my clients. And eventually, like I kept saying, you know, we need to do the want, will won't list together. We need to do the want, will won't list together. And eventually one of our conversations led to it. Let's do it right now. And so I printed us out each a want, will won't list. It is a multi-page list of all kinds of questions. And I'm going to get into it in a moment, but we printed this out for each other. He had his and I had mine and we went through it. And as we went through it, I went through it on my own and he went through his on his own. And we were able to have some really deep conversations. There were, there was so much laughter. There was so many ahas. There was so much sadness at times because understanding that some of the things that I didn't want, that usually meant that there was a story attached to it. And that story might've been a memory or something that didn't happen that like it didn't go over well, or there was hesitation or, you know, so it was filled with so much. And it was a, it was a several hour deal that this, that this unfolded. And there was just so much bonding and we were able to have language and give language to so much of what we had a really hard time communicating about without going there, without the tool of the what will won't list. I'm not sure how else we would have gotten to some of those conversations. And we hugged and we cried and we laughed and we kissed and then we had really amazing sex. So that was my personal, my I would say one of my most recent personal experiences with the want, will, won't list. Now fast forward and our want, will, won't lists today look very different because we treat sex, you know, we've both grown so much. Even I, as a sex educator over the last few years have, it's just opened me up so much. So we will, you know, us going into this together and going into this relationship together, so much more is available. And I feel seen and I feel understood to the degree that he can. I feel more than just understood. I feel accepted. And so tools like the what will won't listen, probably a couple others that are shows in and of themselves, uh, to come have really made all the difference. So what is the want, will, won't list exactly? Like I mentioned, it's a multi-page worksheet that helps you get clarity on the things you want to do to a partner, the things you want to be done to you, the things that you will do to a partner, the things that you will allow to be done to you, and the things that are a hard limit no regarding sexual play. And I left that term pretty broad. You can fill in the blank there for sexual play. So the what will won't worksheet opens up the conversation in order for you to explore deeper connections to yourself, your pleasure and pleasure with your partner or your potential partner partners. Some of the language that you'll see on a won't, want will won't list, because some people will do a DIY want will won't list. They'll just write it at the top of the a piece of paper, put it into three columns and then ask themselves a bunch of questions. I have an actual worksheet where it has all kinds of questions on it. And I'll tell you about how to access that towards the end of the show. But the language that is on a want, will, won't list is want. It means that I am a full body fuck yes to this. Give it to me now. The will is what you are willing to do for your partner's pleasure 
It may not excite you to the degree that you want it, but you're okay with it happening enough knowing that it supports your partner's pleasure. So what you're willing to do for your partner's pleasure that may not excite you, but you know it's really important to their turn on. And then your won't is a hard no, boundary, safe word. Absolutely not. We don't negotiate that, especially during sex. The won't is your no. So what you would want to do is go through the chart first with the mindset of a receiver and then start over with the mindset of a giver. So you stay in that space. Think of everything from kissing, like what parts of the body do you desire that to be done to? Kissing, abdomen, neck, toes, leg, arm, armpit, vulva, penis, testicles. The, the list that I'm referring to has all of these different activities, and then it has all of these varying body parts. So each page of the what will won't list gets progressively spicier. So licking, biting, spanking, orgies, impact play, side-by-side masturbation, pegging, water sports, bloodletting. It goes from super PG all the way to like triple X. So after you go through the list, you can then pull out your wants. So you go through the list and then you can prioritize what you want to explore first on your own or with a partner. So after you go through the whole list, you can take a look at all of the things that you checked off want and you can pull all those wants out and then you can number them. One being the thing that you want right away down to things that you know that you want, but maybe it might take some time to get there or might take certain kind of circumstances in order to get there. My recommendation is that you go through it individually and then you have a conversation. So if you're doing it, you know, if you're having this, you're doing this solo, amazing. Take this information and utilize it, leverage it for whenever you're going into dating situations. I have some of my clients who repetitively bring a what will won't list on the second date. That doesn't mean that they're giving that person permission to approach them and have sex with them or that they're, or that they're saying that they want to have sex. What they're saying is I prioritize my sex life enough to have this conversation with you so that we can figure out if we're a really good fit. And when we're ready to move into sex from this very intentional, educated place, then you know what to avoid within me. You know what to do. And so um, I absolutely uh, love that, you know, for Jordan and I, in the story that I told a little while ago, I did mine, he did his, and then we, we compared them side by side. And if the things like for me, if it was a will and for him, it was a will, then we X'd it out. Cause why would we do it? If he has something that is the top of his priority as a want, and it's a will on mine, then I realize, oh, that's something that fulfills him. He needs to have that to feel fully sexually expressed. And since it's not at the top of my list, but I will do it, then that that allows for me to surrender into that role. So helps to bring a lot of clarity. I'll give you one last little example from the story that I told before about Jordan and I going through it is that he, when we first started engaging, I could tell that he had a, a particular couple of moves that he knew that if he did that thing, It would like maybe in some previous relationships, he knew he figured out like if I get into this position and I do this motion, it leads to orgasm for my female partner. So I could tell right away when he put the moves on me 
And I got a giggle because it was like, okay, this is great. And yes, I did just have an orgasm, but please tell me that's not all you're serving me. Please tell me that you're going to give me a different dish or I'm going to have a choice of something different on the menu. And so that was definitely an early conversation that was playful at first. And then it got more sincere and led to us really doing the want, well, won't. And it, you know, not that I'm a, a passive participant going through the what will won't required me to communicate because while yes, you're just serving me this, I'm also not asking for anything else that could be on the menu. So it was like, it just needed a little bit of help. So he used to do this thing where he'd like kiss up and down my neck. And then eventually he would start kind of licking on my ear or sucking on my ear. And this is something that I have realized that a lot of men do. It's like they they see it in porn or they might see it in the movies and just assume that all women have this very particular erogenous zone of their neck leading up to their ear. And then ugh, I just, I can't even just even talking about it. I'm just like, ugh. so I don't like it. And Jordan would go to do it. And like the kissing on the neck is okay, especially kissing on the spine, just underneath the base of the head. Like there's so much nerve and sensation right there. So if you are looking all up and down the front of her neck and you're listening to this, try giving like a couple of sweet kisses at the top of her spine, just underneath her head. Just see how that reaction is. I'm just like kind of getting the feels, even just describing that one. But anyway, he would do this kissing thing, wind up at my ear, and then he would go to put my ear in his mouth. And what I witnessed over time within my body is that I would snap out of pleasure. I would snap out of being present to the sensation and I would immediately want to draw my head away. And I would immediately have like a, a reaction to it where I did not, I did not like it. And so when I, and I told him, I don't really like this thing that you put my ear in your mouth. And, and I know other people have done that with me before. And I guess I just never really said it. And I don't really like that. It takes me out of the moment. And so anyway, we go to have sex again. And I guess it's just like a, a cue for him. He just goes to do that thing. And I would, I watched the same thing happen in my body a few times. And he would go, oh yeah, okay. And he was kind of calibrating to that. We do the want, won't, won't list and it gets to licking and there's ear on it. And at first I put will, I will, it's no big deal. I get to the next thing, biting ear, kissing ear, something. I, there was ear on there several times. And eventually I kept conjuring the feelings of like drawing away from him and not wanting it. And I was like, fuck that. This is a no, this is a won't. I was like, dude. And I like scribbled all over the page. I was like, no, 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 no. And it was only through that did he realize how sincere I was about leave my ears alone. We would have never had that communication and we laughed, but I also was like, wow, I did not realize that I really didn't want that that much. Like, it's like a, I want to yell pineapple. Kidding. That was totally a joke. If you're going to have a safe word, make it red. One syllable, easy to say. But anyway, it's not, not I'm not going to shout my safe word when I, if he puts my ear in his mouth again, but at least we were able to communicate. I don't want that to that degree that it totally takes me out of the experience. I think that you're not listening to me. I feel like you're not being present with me, that you're only in it about you, that you're only focused on your pleasure and you actually don't give a fuck about me. That was how strongly I felt about it. And only through going through the want, what won't list were we able to have a conversation that brought that to light and it brought what was deeper underneath it, brought that to light as well. So. I have one more story for you. And this one has to do with bringing these things into normalizing conversations. So, you know, for some people going through a won't, won't, won't list, they could be doing this, downloading it, going through it on their own, keeping it secret, or they might wind up bringing it to their partner. But I want to take it another step further 
I personally desire as the intro to the show goes, I want to make talking about sex as easy as talking about the weather. So when I first moved to Austin, it was several, several months in, and I had started developing a lot of community and a lot of female friendships, which I really truly desired. It was one of the main reasons why I wanted to move to Austin is that I really wanted to forge deep bonds, especially with other females. I grew up doing pageants. I didn't have great connections. My understanding was that friendship with females was superficial and I was in competition with them always. So, you know, moved to Austin, got a decent amount of connections right away, and then wound up starting to do things that were, I call it cup overflow. So I love to host, especially sex where I can like give my gifts. I can host sexual or sex oriented and sex educational kind of events and things, but I don't want to do it for money. I don't want to do it as like, come to my workshop. I want to do it from a place of, I am so good and I am so taken care of and abundance is everywhere. And there's no such thing as scarcity or any of that. Like I I do my best with my mindset around money and, and time and all of that. I desire to have deeply fulfilling relationships with my friends as well. And a part of deeply fulfilling relationships with my friends means that I take a vested interest in their sex life because when they are fully, when they are feeling sexually expressed, that means I get a better friend. So I talk to my friends all the time about their sex life and I create this energy that they can come to me all the time. And I, and I say to them all the time, never think that you are, you are imposing upon me. This is like, this is my thing. This is my jam. This is my purpose is to talk about sex. And I have a lot of information. Why would I hoard it? I will give it to you. You're my friends. Let's talk about this. So anyway, I was doing some various events. I hosted um, a little meetup at a sex shop that I really like in Austin. And at one stage I invited, I invited, it was about 20 people. And of course this was pre-pandemic. I invited about 20 females that I had connected with in some way over to my house and they all came in and they did not know what we were doing. It was just an evening with me, which means it probably had something to do with sex. And when they got there, I had all of my toys, my whole toy boxes worth of stuff from lubes to vibrators and dildos and bondage and just anything that you can probably imagine that that is in a sex shop. I like have my own version of it that I tote around to like retreats and stuff. And anyway, so I had all of this stuff laid out on the table. Everybody brought a snack and I had a big stack of want, will, won't list printed. And we did the want, will, won't list. I told stories. I talked about the list. I talked about the varying ways to communicate about it. And then I gave one to everyone and we did the want, will, won't lists together. And people kind of partnered up and had conversations about it. I would stop them. I would check in with them, ask them where they were in the list. There was so much laughter, like just the energy in the room was palpable that they were craving to have these conversations. And it was cool that they got to have it with some, some people were strangers to each other. They all knew me, but they were strangers to each other. And to just have this conversation to make it as easy as talking about the weather. I'm just tired. I'm bored of talking about the weather. Yes, it's hot in Austin. Move on. Let's talk about your last orgasm. So I tell you this story because while I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the won't, won't, won't list, do it for yourself and do it with your partner, do it with your friends, sins the list to anyone and everyone who could potentially benefit from it in your life, which is everyone. So I encourage you to also 
wherever you're at on your journey and however you are experiencing the feels when it comes to like learning about and navigating sex, something simple, it's seemingly simple, right? Printing this list out and having just a conversation with a friend can make all the difference if you're not quite ready to talk with your partner about this. Because maybe you've been in a relationship for a really long time and bringing up new stuff is just like, oh, I'd rather just choke it down and just stick with what I've been given. No, let's just consider that discomfort. Like we want to go beyond that. The discomfort of that is worse than the discomfort of, hey, honey, I have this new thing I'd like to do with you. Let's like flip flop that around. So take the won't, won't, won't list. That is my permission I am giving to you. It is my request. It is my invitation for you to print the won't, won't, won't list or send it even digitally to someone, strike a conversation. If anything at all, do it for yourself. And if you want further resources or information about how to get the most out of your want, won't, won't list, of course, I have a mini course called a sex and love lab, the sex and love lab, the want, will, won't edition that walks you through it. You get me on a microphone just like this, telling you exactly how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, all the things. Um, And it also has some bonus worksheets and PDFs to help you take it to the next level. I call them sex recipes where you get to take your, you, your partners and yours uh, won't, won't, won't lists. And then you get to like create little scenes with them. And it's really cool. So if you're interested in that, of course, check out the site, um, alexainmartinez.com, Alexa in that in is for Nicole, by the way, alexainmartinez.com and that you can uh, check out the sex and love lab. Won't, won't, won't edition there to go even deeper. So Conclusion of today's show. If you are ready for the more, like I just spoke about a little while ago, don't know what the more is, but I know I want more. I invite you to get started here with your own list. Everyone I know who uses it says that it has impacted their sex life immensely. To get a free list, it's also on my site. Check out the show notes. Of course, it's going to be linked in the show notes, or you can go straight to alexainmartinez.com and head to the resources section and you can find the free download. So you have your option to just do straight up the list, free download, or if you wanna go even deeper and go into a course, there's something available for you as well. All right, y'all, happy exploring. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.